This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, this is Annie Grace, and I am answering readers' questions. I'm the author of This Naked Mind, and today I have a question from a woman who wants to be anonymous. We're going to call her P. So um, she says, I'm looking for more information about the relationship of alcohol at a young age and future drinking. My sister's husband is from England, and they let my 15-year-old niece have a little wine with dinner, and I feel that by teaching kids at a young age, they feel that by teaching kids at a young age about drinking responsibly, they will be much better able to handle it. My sister and her husband both drink way too much, by the way, and I hear this all the time. Clearly, I know it's BS, but I would love some studies and facts to back me up. First of all, um, this is such a sensitive topic. I know that if somebody came into my life and started telling me how to parent my kids or what to think about parenting my kids, it would be um, very easy to throw up walls. I think that us looking at this from a place of I'm just going to send some studies and then hopefully they you know get the message or something might have the opposite effect. So I would first caution you about how to approach this. I've thought about sort of how to approach this and I think that the best way to approach anything like this is to be present and a really good influence yourself and then hopefully somebody will come towards you Um, asking for information. So the thing about humans is we tend to talk to people we trust and who accept us like as is no matter what. And then those people are the people we tend to ask for advice. So generally if you want to you know give advice becoming the person who is is accepting and and is going to be trusting and I know that's hard and it's counterintuitive especially when you disapprove of something your brother is doing. so if you got really close to your brother and you know we're really kind of his go-to person about his daughter and he started asking like i don't know why she's so irritable and you started to say well i heard this stuff about maybe it's the alcohol that would be totally different than like forwarding a bunch of studies so i have no idea what your intention is with uh this information but i did want to clarify that because it is such a sensitive thing and mainly i wanted to clarify it because sometimes if we come in with this sledgehammer and i'm speaking from experience because i did this to far too many of my friends when i first stopped drinking i came in with a sledgehammer and said, hey, guess what? Alcohol causes cancer. Oh my gosh, guess what? We're doing all this bad stuff to our kids. Guess what? And like the door was slammed really quickly. And I think it actually took longer for my friends to kind of want to have a conversation about this than it would have if I wouldn't have come in with a sledgehammer. So off my soapbox for that. And let's just definitely get to the question. So there are studies that show very definitively that alcohol given to kids, especially by parents at a young age, those children have problems, more problems with alcohol growing up. So that's a a definite correlation. So if you think that giving your children alcohol is going to teach them responsibility, is going to give them, um, you know, a leg up on things because they'll know how to moderate it, they'll know how to handle it, all of those sorts of things, that that is just not what the science shows, that's just not what the studies show. Studies show exactly the opposite, that children who are given alcohol by their parents at home under any circumstance, whether it's wine at dinner or whether it's like a, a, you know, party, you guys go in the basement, I'll take all the keys, make sure everybody's safe. I know that's very common to do because we want our kids to be safe. Um, It shows a correlation with more alcohol problems and more drinking in the future. These studies don't show why. And I think that's the more interesting thing. So while 
I don't know why exactly. I can certainly speculate. And um, based on a lot of knowledge that, that I have kind of about alcohol and about the brain. So I think there's two different aspects that we can look at. And one is really the psychological role of alcohol, especially when it's given to a child by a parent. Okay. So the psychologic, if you put yourself in the shoes of a child, of a teenager who is given alcohol by their parent, it is this moment of, oh my gosh, I've arrived. It is a coming of age moment. It is, I'm finally old enough. It's this really deeply emotional moment of affirmation from the parent. And that gets very tied up with drinking, okay? So that's number one. Number two is this is really reaffirming this, I trust you. I trust you with this because I'm giving you this drink. You know, other people's parents might not, but I'm gonna trust you with this. And so that again, it's a hugely, hugely positive thing that is coming along with this alcohol. A lot of my work is about decoupling the things that we've put together with alcohol, right? So if we've, we used to have great time out dancing, you know, great time with our friends, great time on the playground, you know, wherever it was. And then all of a sudden we became drinkers and all of those experiences had alcohol in them. And so a lot of what I have people do who work with me is try to decouple those things and say, wait a second, life is fun without alcohol. Let's decouple those things. By giving your child alcohol, you have coupled some really important milestones in their lives, coming of age, their, your absolute trust in them. You've coupled these things with a drink. And so these very positive emotions and a drink have become very deeply coupled subconsciously and emotionally. And you've put this positive aura of, I love you, my child. I trust you. You have come of age. You are now with me um, into that drink. And the third way you do that is um, by just completely being included. So all of a sudden they're included in the thing that they've been watching you do for years and years and years. And that creates this, this very emotional bond to alcohol that wouldn't exist otherwise. Now there's physical aspects as well, okay? So alcohol by its very nature causes us to build a tolerance and we build more and more of a tolerance over time. And that can happen very slowly if you're not drinking a lot, but if you're drinking wine at dinner every night with your parents, all of a sudden that quarter of a glass of wine won't have any of the same effects and you will very subconsciously and consciously notice those effects, the numbing effect, the slowing down of your thoughts, the brief euphoria and tipsiness, it does go away in about 20 minutes. Um, but those things will be you know, very much happening in terms of building a tolerance for a child. Another thing that happens is that uh, our sense of taste, we have to acquire a taste for this. And so that kind of short circuits it. You've really short circuited that. So by the time your child is leaving the house, they have a higher tolerance than they did, which means they will be needing to drink more to get the same effect that they got with you during that, you know, half a glass of wine. It was all fuzzy evening. They're feeling part of the family. They're feeling very good being around you. Everything's, they've arrived. They have this huge halo of positivity around alcohol, which by the way, is an addictive substance that destroys millions of lives every single year. And, you know, I don't want to get into like total bashing, but there was just a study that came out said it is the most dangerous substance on the planet. Um, two studies have said that individually, but then it's a leading cause of death for, for people aged 15 to 59. And so this is like, it's not really up for debate. Like it is addictive. It, it does build a tolerance. So these things, you know, your child is leaving the house with a very positive like feelings around alcohol because they've shared this experience with you. They're leaving the house with an increased tolerance and they're leaving the house having already acquired a taste. Another thing that this does is that um, they will go and their first drinking experience, they already they, they know how to navigate their way around it. So if you don't want 
their first drinking experience to be where they drink so much they puke. That probably won't happen when you have a child drinking with you at home because they know how to navigate their, around it. Now on the flip side though, my husband who didn't drink at home, his parents would have never given him alcohol at home. His first drinking experience, he was newly off to college. It was the second night at college. Everybody said, let's go out and get drinks. He and his friend got you know, completely drunk, threw up and didn't drink again for two years. And then by then he had maturity. He had spent two years in college. He'd built all these incredible memories of life in college without alcohol. Why? Because he had such a bad first experience that he was like, I'm not going to do that. I don't know why anybody is doing that. That's insane. And so he built, he went to parties, he went to football games, he went to sporting events, he dated, he did all of these things without alcohol. And so instead of, again, coupling those first formative years of every single thing you do in college with a drink, his experience was he got really sick. He decided alcohol wasn't like very good. And then he had two years of like, memories and experiences that really deeply ingrained in him that alcohol isn't necessary for every single event that a college kid goes through. Okay. And so like that experience led him and then he did start to drink again. Um, but it was at a much more sort of moderate pace, you know, really until he married me. And then I kind of twisted his arm and then we started drinking way, way, way too much, but that's for another live video <laughs> and obviously why I'm here today. But anyway, um, other physical aspects, like there's some, some risks to this as well that I just think we should talk about because it's worth having a well-rounded conversation about this, but the risks to giving teenagers alcohol, um, there's been very, very clear risks of drinking in a developing brain. And when animals have been fed alcohol at this critical age of when the brain is developing, the impairment has been lasting. So it hasn't just been, you know, with an adult, our brains recover in about a day or two after drinking. Our brains actually shrink when we drink. It's, and you know, lots of stuff happens again for another Facebook Live. But um, with animals, the it's not a day or two, it's lasting. It goes on into future life. And so that's what happens in animals. Animals are often a good reflection of what happens in adults. It is very, very difficult to make a study about alcohol and underage children because obvious reasons it is illegal for underage children to drink. So we don't have a lot of concrete science on humans, but we do have this very strong indicator in animals that it does cause not just you know, damage for a short term, but lasting damage in the developing brain. Um, and that is things like thinking, learning, and memory. And then also, this is during a time where hormones are completely out of whack and completely out of control. And during that time, uh, alcohol affects hormones and it's, it, creates more of a hormonal imbalance. Um, one other thing to note is that uh, when you drink and you probably have a glass of wine and then you might pour yourself another glass of wine, you continue to raise your blood alcohol content. So you continue to get that like upswing of feelings. But when you give your kid just a half a glass of wine, they get maybe a little bit of blood alcohol content raised, but then it starts to fall down. And so you should really pay attention, I think if you're doing this at home, to how anxious or irritable or uncomfortable that child gets you know, 30, 40 minutes after that half glass of wine, after that glass of wine, because um, in those moments, it is 20 to 30 minutes up with the nice feelings and two to three hours down with the nasty feelings. That's how blood alcohol works. And that is, um, you're just basically trading, you know, those 20 to 30 minutes for two to three hours. 
you know, adults, we're going to pour ourselves the next glass and we're going to keep that going up probably until we fall asleep at night. But the kids, if you're limiting them, they're just probably having that up, but then they're going to feel less comfortable. That happens because stress hormones, like, you know, again, talking about alcohol wreaking havoc on your hormones, stress hormones like adrenaline or, and cortisol are released in the body. And so this kid who was probably pretty happy before is, you know, certainly up tipsy for that 20, 30 minutes. But then if you watch them, they probably slump into kind of a funk because what's happening is that they are, their body is physically getting stressed out. It's releasing stress hormones to counter out that alcohol. So, I mean, just from that perspective alone, it's not really a fair thing to do to the kid because you're just making them upset because you're not going to allow them that next and next drink to kind of keep that going throughout the night. Um, and then the last thing to talk about is just liver damage. There's definitely lots of uh, studies that show that giving giving kids alcohol, it does damage their liver, damage all of our livers. But when it's kids and they're developing and they're at this very, very fragile, very important and very, very formulative part of their life where they are so influenced by you, um, it's not only, you know, the psychological thing, but there's very real physical damage that comes. So I know it's probably not a popular message for everybody who's saying, oh, it's better for them to drink at home with me. And if I take the kids and I'm keeping them safe, but the truth is you're not keeping them safe. Um, I mean, that's just the reality. I have, I have three children of my own. I love them very much. And um, I'm very, very thankful that I know this now before when they're nine, seven, but even my nine-year-old, when I used to drink and he was four, uh, he told me he snuck sips of my beer. So just the reality is that when we are drinking something, when we say you can't have it, it becomes completely coveted from a child's perspective. And that really lasts. And then when they finally allow them to have it, the positive emotions around that become completely coupled with alcohol. And they take that forward out of your household. Uh, so now they're out of your household. They have all these positive feelings. They think alcohol is probably one of the greatest things on the planet. And they have an increased tolerance. And they have already an acquired taste. And that is definitely, I think, why these correlated studies show that kids who are given alcohol by their parents at home go on to have more alcohol problems in their lives. So anyways, excellent question. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful day. Have you tried the alcohol experiment? Okay, if not, drop everything and go to thisnakedmind.com forward slash experiment. This free 30-day challenge is designed to interrupt your patterns and put you back in touch with the best version of you. You remember it was that version of you that's living your most joyful life, the version that doesn't need alcohol to relax or to have a good time and is having more fun than ever. And again, this is a totally free challenge that will change everything for you. So learn more and join me 100% free at thisnakedmind.com forward slash experiment. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.